This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals only. Welcome to the Oncology Knowledge into Practice podcast, in which we discuss game-changing topics in clinical oncology with leading experts in the field. In this series, we are considering best practice when managing cancers of the thyroid gland. This series is accredited, so if you would like to receive CME credits, be sure to listen via our website at oncology.knowledgeintopractice.com where you can find many accredited educational resources. If you're listening on another platform, you'll find a link in the episode notes. This episode is supported by an educational grant from Eli Lilly, who've had no influence on the content or choice of faculty. In today's episode, we will discuss strategies for multidisciplinary communication, enabling effective collaboration in the management of patients with thyroid cancer. To discuss how this can work in practice, we welcome the expertise of oncologist Dr. Laurie Wirth and pathologist Dr. Thomas Giordano. Dr. Wirth is medical director of the Center for Head and Neck Cancers at Massachusetts General Hospital and associate professor in medicine at Harvard Medical School in Boston, USA. Dr. Giordano is professor of endocrine pathology and director of the Division of Molecular and Genomic Pathology at the University of Michigan in Michigan, USA. Before we jump into the interview, we'll spend a few minutes covering recent literature on this topic. If you are already familiar with this, please feel free to skip ahead to the interview at the three and a half minutes mark. Comprehensive thyroid nodule and cancer management requires collaboration between a host of multidisciplinary physicians, including, but not limited to, oncologists, endocrinologists, pathologists, surgeons, radiologists, and primary care physicians. This requires communication of case details across different teams, departments, and even hospitals. Classical methods of communication may include fax and telephone calls, which, despite best efforts, can be incomplete and fragmented. Electronic health records are also often not accessible across hospitals, forcing a reliance on patients to bring medical records for every appointment. Inaccuracies, delays, and or missing information can lead to delays in care or inadequately informed treatment decisions. As technology advances, it may be possible to leverage novel functionalities to support this communication. An example of such an initiative is the Thyroid Care Collaborative, or TCC, a thyroid-specific database that is accessible to all physicians involved in patient care and can be updated with specific case details as they become available. Furthermore, the TCC integrates patient data into clinical decision-making modules based on clinical care guidelines and generates a suggestive individualized treatment plan. The TCC can also act as a directory of clinical trial opportunities, promoting presentation of these options for patients. Having covered some of the basics, let's let our experts discuss. Here to provide us with an expert insight into the collaboration and communication required in managing patients with thyroid cancer, we have Dr. Laurie Wirth from Massachusetts General Hospital and Dr. Thomas Giordano from the University of Michigan. So firstly, Dr. Laurie Wirth, how do you manage collaboration in the management of patients with thyroid cancer between oncology and pathology departments at the Massachusetts General Hospital? You know, I love that question um, because... I really, one of the things that I love most about what I do taking care of patients as a medical oncologist with advanced thyroid cancer is the multidisciplinary aspect of 
the care that we provide patients. Um, and one of the critical team members is the pathologist in our multidisciplinary care of patients. Um, and, you know, we do have some mechanisms in place. We have a monthly tumor board where we discuss challenging cases and the pathology uh, overview of the case is a critical component of that. But the other aspect is that we are just in constant contact with each other. Um, we have each other on speed dial. We are constantly emailing the team members back and forth about, about uh, uh, the case and features in the case from a pathologic point of view or a clinical point of view. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I, I just, I think it's really an important aspect of our care um, and the um, pathologic input on these challenging cases is really critical to figuring out the nature of the cancer, how aggressive the pathology predicts it will be, um, are there positive margins, what is the meaning of those positive margins, you know, it's just, there's so much rich information there, and, and much of it comes out when we're really discussing a case with each other on the phone or by Zoom, in person, um, and it, with nuances that are beyond what's written in the report. Thank you. And Dr. Thomas Giordano, may I pass the same question on to you in your practice? Yeah, so um, that was very, very uh, nicely done, uh, Dr. Worth. Uh, I would say that you know, as the primary endocrine pathologist at the University of Michigan, I do get to review all this, all the slides of the patients that are having their care transferred from other institutions. Um, and I've been here a long time. I'm in my 29th year here at the University of Michigan, and I've collaborated with the whole endocrine oncology uh, membership. So we have a great working relationship. And like Dr. Worth said, the communication is constant. There's no hesitation to uh, give me a ring or an email. Everyone has my cell phone number. They don't hesitate to reach out and say something is odd about a report. Unfortunately, I do not get to sign out every single uh, thyroid cancer that comes to the University of Michigan. So if there's any questions, they don't hesitate to give me a ring. And my colleagues are very um, understanding. If I you know, take a look, a look at their case, they're very comfortable with that. So I would say the communication here is, is, is excellent. And um, we also have a tumor board. Our tumor board covers both thyroid and adrenal and is actually weekly. So we have a lot of opportunity to get together both informally through emails, conversations, and also tumor boards. So Dr. Giordano, what are the barriers that you've experienced in communicating comprehensive, accurate patient or case information? Yeah, I, uh, so th the biggest barrier I think, and I've not managed to solve this, is that I don't get to see uh, every case that comes to the University of Michigan, and I would I would like to I would like to see every thyroid, but we we still have somewhat of a general surgical pathology service that includes endocrine and a few other tumor types. So the barrier is that I don't get to see every case, and then sometimes if something is a bit uh, unusual about a past report, then then I get an uh, an email or a phone call, and and then I re-review the case. It's not. It's not ideal, but it's also not a, a big problem because we have a great relationship uh, amongst the clinicians and also with my colleagues who are also signing out some of these thyroid cases. So at the end of the day, it's, it's not a hurdle for good communication. Thank you. And Dr. Webb, do you have anything else to add to that? 
One thing that Dr. Giordano mentioned earlier is um, the uh, review of cases of patients that have been referred to us from outside hospitals. And one thing that I would say that I've noticed is that um, often the um, um, pathology review of thyroid cancer cases done in smaller institutions um, doesn't have the kind of rich, detailed information all the time that um, our um, tertiary referral center pathology review um, has. And um, and so, of course, the challenge is getting the outside pathology um, sent here for review in a timely fashion. Um, and I think that that um, when we're um, talking particularly about the more challenging thyroid cancer cases, that um, expert pathology review really is so important um, because um, because I think that my impression, and, and Dr. Giordano knows this much better than I do because he looks at these cases underneath the microscope where I, I just read his reports. Um, but, you know, there's the, there, um, the um, subtlety to the um, histology, the, all of the various uh, features, the subtypes um, is, I think, really quite challenging. And when um, general pathologists aren't seeing a lot of these cases, I think it can be very difficult for them to pick up on particular nuances nuances that can really um, play an important role in the natural history of the cancer that we're going to expect or even in our treatment approaches. Dr. Giordano, have you encountered challenges in communicating the results and implications of molecular tests to other members of the multidisciplinary team? So, so that's, um, that's quite a question. And the answer is uh, yes, of course, there are challenges. And, um, but I think, think it's getting better. If we look back maybe five or six years ago, things were literally a mess. Um, molecular tests were being ordered from the clinic directly by uh, clinicians uh, without pathologies, even knowledge of the order. And then the results would come back and therefore they weren't, um, uh, again, uh, known to pathology. So the reporting of those tests and getting them in the proper location in our lab, uh, in our clinical information system was quite a challenge. So we so about five, six years ago, we spent a lot of time trying to standardize this, making sure that all molecular tests were ordered through pathology, and then the results reported back to pathology. And then we had a standardized place where all the results were located. Um, because I, I understood when I, when, uh, five, six years ago, an oncologist would say, I know this patient had a test from company X, but I don't have the results and I can't find it. And the patients in the room and that's an embarrassing situation for that oncologist. So we we really had to fix that. And I think I think we have um, we have fixed that. I think um, so. Everything's been standardized, and we're in a much much better place now in terms of ordering, reporting, and and storing molecular results. Specifically for thyroid, we've also made progress in sort of a hierarchical approach to molecular testing. We have an in-house test with like 50 genes, which covers many of the you know, common mutations in thyroid cancer. And then we have uh, preferred outside vendors for larger tests. And then we have sort of the Rolls-Royce of genomic testing here um, called the uh, Michigan OncoSeq test, which is like 1700 genes and RNA-seq. And that's, that's pretty involved and that's actually enrolling in a trial. But some of our thyroid ca cancer patients have 
enrolled in that. And that's really quite an exhaustive look at their cancer genome. So uh, we've gotten better at this every year and we do have all those uh, levels of testing available here at Michigan. Thank you. Dr. Worth, how, if at all, do you think the increasing use of precision medicine has influenced the multidisciplinary care of patients with thyroid cancer? Well, the um, the availability of gene-specific therapy, um, which is now approved by health authorities for patients with advanced thyroid cancer, really has completely changed um, our approach to taking care of these patients. So 10 years ago, um, we um, were just really starting to learn about the efficacy of multikinase inhibitors. Um, but now we have a number of gene-specific therapies that are available, have activity. Um, and when you look across all of the thyroid cancers that we see um, where patients will develop advanced thyroid cancer that needs treatment beyond surgery and radioactive iodine, um, in almost all cases, there's a potential for that case to harbor a potentially actionable alteration. Um, so um, six, seven years ago, um, I was doing testing, molecular testing on our patients who might be appropriate candidates to enroll in clinical trials, um, and then otherwise on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, but now we do molecular diagnostics on every patient um, that we anticipate will be needing systemic therapy beyond TSH suppression and radioactive iodine, because there's a very good chance that we'll come across a potentially druggable alteration. Um, so um, the molecular diagnostics has become part and parcel of the standard approach um, to the determination of therapy. And I'd say even for first-line therapy for many patients. So, Dr. Worth, have you employed any technological solutions, such as the Thyroid Cancer Collaborative, to overcome communication barriers? So... I have to admit that here at Mass General Hospital in Boston, we haven't really employed this kind of a technological solution to uh, help us overcome the challenges of the communications that um, are related to the diagnosis of the disease, the molecular diagnosis of the disease, the treatment alternatives um, in any sort of systematic fashion. Um, I love the idea of the thyroid cancer care collaborative to um, serve as a home, to bring all of the players together in, um, um, in a platform um, that can um, help make the information available to everybody who needs to know it. Um, and, and it certainly is a challenge. Um, one of the examples of, of this kind of a challenge is um, from um, the, if you look at the natural history of the disease, patients may present with a lump in their neck, have a fine needle aspiration, have a molecular diagnostic test as part of their original thyroid nodule uh, diagnostics. That may show an actionable alteration. The patient may have surgery, may have radioactive iodine. The patient may end up needing systemic therapy six or seven or eight years down the road. And finding out the um, the uh, molecular diagnostic information from that original uh, thyroid nodule diagnostic FNA um, can um, be incredibly challenging. Um, so um, that's just one example where um, 
this kind of initiative of, that the Thyroid Cancer Care Collaborative has launched, um, I think is really important. I do think we need to do more work, work in this regard. So Dr. Worth and Dr. Giordano, what advice would you give other multidisciplinary teams that might improve the efficiency and or efficacy of the management of patients with thyroid cancer? Great question. I, I think we have to recognize that pathology is not as black and white as you might read in the New York Times. And so I think clinicians have to understand that and they, they really need to, un- to understand the philosophy of the pathologist that they're working with. Um, some pathologists can be, uh, quote unquote, a little more benign, others can be a little more malignant. And by working closely together, you can over time understand those, those judgmental viewpoints that your particular pathologist has and knowing that can be very beneficial for patient care. So I think uh, you have to have a, a team that works closely together. You have to understand that things are not black and white. Obviously, multidisciplinary tumor boards are, are wonderful. Um, there are opportunities to show pathology to clinicians, and that enriches the whole experience when they understand that there's difficulties. It's not as black and white as you might think. And pathologists are making a lot of judgment calls about all the various pathologic features that we use for uh, to base our diagnoses on. Um, so it's not that black and white. Um, and I think it's nice for big academic centers where you have people that are really dedicated to endocrine pathology and, and thyroid pathology in particular to develop that expertise and those relationships. I think it's harder at community pathologists where pathologists are tasked with doing all different kinds of pathology um, to develop that, that needed expertise. You know, the comment that Dr. Giordano made about um, how uh, helpful it can be to get to know the personality of your pathologist is so interesting to me because that's so true. That rings so true to me. And that's true across the multidisciplinary um, team. Um, As a medical oncologist, I have a slightly different personality than other medical oncologists. Medical oncologists, I think, have a slightly different take on thyroid cancers um, often than the endocrinologists who know and love the patients for many years. Um, And so that that just really, I think, is an exp- is a great example of how critical it is to have a team that really works well together. And of course, it's impossible to recreate that in all circumstances, um, especially um, in more rural settings um, in, where um, patient or where providers are are spread out, aren't necessarily working in the same building. Um, and I think that um, it nonetheless can be recreated um, more and more. Um, our electronic world makes it possible to um, be creative in terms of uh communications. Um, So uh, tumor boards by Zoom um, can now be done um, and you don't have to be in the same building at all. Um, So I think I'd really encourage um, people to take advantage of our new technologies as much as possible, really to enhance our communications instead of letting technology make our communications head in the other direction, getting worse and worse and worse by um, never talking to each other any any longer. The other thing that I would say is that um, I think 
think that thyroid, advanced thyroid cancer is a rare disease. Um, and um, I think that when patients can be referred for consultation to uh, larger referral centers um, to get some expert input into challenging cases, it can be helpful. Um, and I think that um, the um, thyroid cancer community really is quite welcoming to um, weigh in and help out um, as much as possible. And also electronic uh, 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 second opinions uh, are more widely available every day as well. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't done so already, feel free to head over to our website at oncology.knowledgeintopractice.com where you can claim your CME credits and you'll also find other free educational resources in oncology. You can find a link to this in the episode notes as well as all the references discussed today. If you enjoyed this episode, do subscribe to the podcast on your favourite app or recommend us to your colleagues and join us next month for our next episode in this thyroid cancer series. <laughs>